I'm Camille. And I'm Madison. And we're on Soul Sisters Balancing Act. Today, Anita's not here, and Madison and I are going to sit down and talk today. Um, we are on the topic of intuitive living, um, kind of juxtaposed with intuitive eating and kind of the similarities there. So we're just going to bring you along for our conversation. We're going to dive a little bit into kind of the ebbs and flows of it all. So welcome. Join us. <laughs> so we were just talking about um, kind of the cyclical nature of how people think that balance is really finding that like steady point but really it's the balance is in the imbalance yep. it's never gonna happen like that's the thing is is having that perfect point it's never gonna happen and even if it does if you're focused on that point it's gonna take you out of that moment anyway so it's like because you're like oh it's happening it's happening the balance <laughs> and, and then, then you it's... notice it and then it's gone <laughs> and you're like when's it gonna end well it ended now like it's, it's just never gonna happen don't yeah. chase after it the more you force it, the more you try to like persuade it and make it different, the less it's going to stay there and the less you're going to enjoy it along the way. Right. That's what I've been noticing lately with feeling like unmotivated to do a lot of extracurricular things that I would consider, you know, like working on my podcast or working on my YouTube channel or writing blogs or just even creating personal training content mm-hmm. is the more that I like try to force it, the shittier my content yep. is. And the less inspired I feel, like, altogether, whereas if I just sit back and enjoy the absence of that, all of a sudden I'll feel real inspired to do something. Oh my god, the same thing has been happening to me. Like, I was just mentioning to Camille about how I filmed, like, eight videos in a single day, and that morning I actually did more for my business and more for my YouTube channel than I had in months, and I just, like, was on fire, and I wasn't forcing myself. I'm like, I've already done more than enough today. So I sat down on the couch, and I was, like, ready to chill, and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm gonna get do up another. and <laughs> all these freaking videos in one day, and it's, I think it's, like, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, when you're judging yourself for mm-hmm. not doing things, it makes it way worse. Like It's you, harder. It's like, why judge yourself? If you're just having an off day, which happens, it happens all the time, you're just having a weird mood that day, and then you start to judge yourself for not doing those things it it just puts gas on the fire guess what you're gonna stay in that bad mood for longer (laughs) exactly and then if you just like she said just let it kind of percolate and just do what it is that you need to do and then kind of take the pressure off of yourself I think Dave Grohl has this awesome quote I think it was Dave Grohl where he was like don't try to write a whole song just try to write one lyric just one lyric and then you'll write another one and then you'll write another because you'll get into that that zone but you've Mm -hmm. taken this barrier of entry this huge monstrous task and turned it into just one small thing and I think that's just so important for anyone who has like a tendency to anxiety it's just like like that just do something and don't even hold yourself to doing something like which is really conflicting coming from someone who I value a lot of like discipline is very important and I actually when I was doing some research before um this today I was noticing as contradicting, when you think intuitive, Mm -hmm. you think ease. Uh, It just is going to come naturally. You won't have to force a thing. But really, like when I really tuned into intuitive eating, when I made the transition from Mm -hmm. heavy, heavy macro counting, like measured everything that went in my mouth for years to this scary land of called intuitive eating, it was more of a practice Mm -hmm. than it was, like more of a discipline and a practice than it was ease and effortless. It didn't become effortless until the practice had become so habitual that it was natural. Then it, then it became natural to me and then kind of took over. And then I saw all the ease and comfort, but just like meditation or like anything, you whatever it is, you need discipline to kind of get it going to kind of prime that pump. And you do have to kind of put your head down a little bit and do it even when you don't want to do it Mm -hmm. or prime yourself to be able to get you across the river, like, you have to put conscious effort towards it. It's just not going to fall into your lap at first until you can tune in, tap into it. Give it focus and attention. It's like, does a train start going 80 miles an hour right off the bat? No. It has to take a long time to get that momentum going. And so anytime you're starting a new habit, which is, I I get why people say, like, only start one habit at a time. Mm -hmm. Because genuinely, it takes focus and dedication and and reminding yourself to do that habit. So anything it is, you know, intuitive living, intuitive eating, working out, meditation, like you said, is all going to take some focused attention, but literally probably only for 30 days. And then it becomes part of your daily routine and part of your habits of how you think and how you approach life. So it's just about getting that startup potential going. Mm -hmm. 
and another weird thing too with that is like once you think that you've got it like you've made it like okay like i know how to intuitive eat Mm -hmm. like i am living on my intuition vibe like Mm -hmm. i am tuned in but you'll find a cyclical downturn and you'll be like what this is um, i'm back to square one Mm -hmm. i have no sense of my like self-worth or something will happen and you'll be like what is happening and then that's why you set systems into place to yep. kind of re-get that momentum going mm-hmm. or to give yourself that, the the pressure release. Yeah. Give yourself the care, the self-love to like check out and just like let it, let it go on the downturn. Yeah. Don't ride the ride. Just l- watch it happen. Yeah. Let the motivation skip for the month. Yeah. I think I, in that way, I almost think like intuition and discipline are like two sides of the same coin Mm -hmm. it's like and I think honestly the more I've leaned into my intuition being that I'm already an inherently like intuitive person the more I've started to lean into that in like every area of my life in what I eat in when I eat in when I wake up when I go to sleep all of those things can be so intuitive but it takes the discipline of being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. because we all do this we all justify like oh, I'm just going to ignore it today because I don't want to. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to wake up early. I don't want to meditate. And you have to be disciplined enough to be honest with yourself about, is it actually because I don't want to do it? Or is it because I'm resisting this new habit or mm-hmm. because I just want to be lazy? Like, it's that it's a delicate dance. It, and it, you have to be... That's what it was, the biggest thing between, like, transitioning from the type A to the intuitive because mm-hmm. I've always been very type A mm-hmm. and like the lack of rules scared me. Yep. It was being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Did that pizza nourish my body? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the answer was yes. Yeah. Sometimes it was no. You're making excuses. You just didn't want to cook tonight. So mm-hmm. you had pizza. Yep. But sometimes it was I'm having pizza to celebrate something or to enjoy company with a friend that I haven't sure. seen in a while. Yeah. And sometimes it nourished me or if it was a nostalgic reason. Or whatever, but I literally, literally, like, I had to ask myself and just be really honest if this was getting me closer or farther to my goals, and sometimes it did and sometimes it didn't, but I had to ask myself that question, and sometimes you lie to yourself, and then you kind of look back the next day and you're like, you know what, well, maybe I was just being a little lazy, Yep. you know, maybe that wasn't, you know, the good intuition, maybe I just didn't discipline myself enough to keep going with that habit. But then you just pick up and you move forward. Right. Which in itself, that self-reflection, that consistent self-reflection is a practice. And it's something that, you know, I've had to learn as well because being that I'm, I tend to be very anxious, mm-hmm. I've dealt with that for my whole life, like it's, it's hard sometimes to distinguish between, there's like different voices in your head. I know that that's kind of vilified in our culture of mm-hmm. like, oh, you've got voices in your head, but there's genuinely different tones and different tonalities and different personalities to the elements in your head of like, I have an anxious voice. Mm-hmm. And the more I've been able to see the way in which my anxious voice is different from my intuitive voice or different from just kind of who I am as a person, the easier it is to A, deal with the anxiety and B, notice, oh, is this trigger? Is this craving? Is whatever? Is this coming from anxiety or is this coming from intuition? And it's a pretty stark difference. Intuition is quiet, but it doesn't have to assert itself. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it won't. If you stop listening to it, it will shut up. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between anxiety. If you stop listening to anxiety, it will get louder. Mm-hmm. But if you stop listening to intuition, it's like, okay, bye. We'll I don't need to you be later. here. Yeah, yep. I'll fade into the distance. You know? The biggest thing for me that was able to, like, I used it as my, my trigger to kind of feel if this was something that was making me anxious or if this was something that was allowing me to be more intuitive was uh, the concept of expansion versus contraction. Yeah. I would think about something and my heart would contract. Mm-hmm. My chest would contract. Mm-hmm. I could feel it physically. I would think about a negative thought. You know, I was doing, I did meditation. I did three minutes of meditation for the entire month of August. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I was doing the meditation or you hear good news about something Mm -hmm. and my heart would expand, it would glow. You know, they talk about during those meditations, you feel the glow coming from your core and expanding Mm -hmm. outward towards you. And like that feeling of that expansion and that lightness and that ease I was like oh yeah that feels way better (laughs) so I use I would literally just ask myself I was like okay does this make my heart contract or does this make my heart feel open yep and that's how I would decide what to do or Mm -hmm. like 
if eating this piece of pizza, does this make my heart contract or does it make it expand? Yep. You know? And that's yeah. how I would judge, like, if this was on track or off track. I would ask, like, how I would, like, pause, like, get quiet, like, literally try to feel. Because yep. my body would have a reaction. Oh, yeah. As soon as you think about it. Like, and I've never been a very anxious person in my mm-hmm. life, despite being very, very type A. Mm-hmm. But in this past, like, year and a half or so, I've identified a lot more with having anxiety in mm-hmm. moments or being an anxious in certain times and places. Mm-hmm. And I've always noticed the correlation to, like, a tightness. And it never feels good. No. Like, it's very foreign feeling to me, especially because I've never really... Never I've never before. identified with it. Mm-hmm. It's never been something I owned Mm -hmm. but when I kind of opened my mind up to it and I started noticing at different moments when I would feel more and more anxious Mm -hmm. it was always when I was doing something that didn't make me feel expanded like I was never it it would just so I was like oh 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 god well I don't like that so I'm definitely gonna avoid those things or handle them in different ways think about them in a different way so that it doesn't have to give me that tight feeling yeah and allows me to be more open. Yeah, I mean, I've made a lot of big decisions in my life simply by following that. And my cousin is actually, she's like a, a healer and a Reiki practitioner and an intuitive. And she's taught me a lot. And she always tends to post videos that are like completely aligned with my life in the right moment. And so she posted a video right when I was trying to make my college decision. And I got into all the schools that I wanted to go to. And I got into my dream school in New York that was going to be like 65k a year. And also in New York, and also they weren't going to accept any of my existing 30 credits that I had. So it was going to be a huge financial mess, but it was like my dream school. So I'd been looking forward to it for two years at that point, and I was so happy that I got in. But she posted this video talking about intuition and making Mm -hmm. intuitive choices, and she's like, you need to weigh each decision that you have in your mind and see, does it make you feel heavy or does it make you feel light? And I sat there on my bed and I like weighed all of my college decisions and it was just, it was obvious. It was so obvious. And it was such a weird choice to me because I did not want to go to the U of M. I thought it was like, oh, that's what everyone does. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be different. Mm -hmm. And and it, it just felt like the right decision. And I just remember I broke down crying. And it ended up being the best decision I've made to set me up for where I am now. You know, I met my best friend. I through a slew of different synchronicities met my soulmates mm-hmm. and we met and like it's I, it's been amazing. And I, none of that would have happened had I gone to New York and, and followed that path and come out with like a mortgage worth of student debt. It's just not going to play out the same way. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm so glad that I made that decision intuitively but that being said, it's not like it's easy. It's no. just something that you have to practice. And you have to, like, get real quiet. And, like, you have to go looking for something. Yeah. Like, in the intuitive eating book that I, like, I felt dumb because I didn't know how to eat because I had trained my brain to, like, not listen to hunger yeah. during my competitions. And so I had real no sense of my hunger at all. And so reading this book really changed the way I looked at food and the way I looked at my hunger. Mm-hmm. And ever since I read that book, I shit you not, my hunger has been the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, we were both talking about how our eating habits have really changed in the last like two years like I used to dream about people that would like try to gain weight and I was like I just don't get it like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to lose weight and I have been I've been trying to gain weight recently and finding it so hard to gain weight when you eat clean healthy (laughs) foods to eat like a substantial amount of calories but so reading this book it they said you have to honor your hunger and you really have to check in on your cues so like I literally got to the point where I was reading the book they lay it all out for you give you the steps and so you eat you take bites and you set your fork down in between bites which I grew up with three boys as brothers (laughs) and like you had to eat fast you didn't eat so like I had always eaten super super fast which when you look at like your hunger kicks in like you know 30 minutes delayed so Mm -hmm. if you don't listen to that hunger you will overeat every time right and but generally speaking if you're overeating you're gaining weight right Unless, whatever. So, listening to that book, they said, like, you really have to honor your hunger. Go looking for it. Mm -hmm. You have to pause in between your eating. Eat half of your meal. Stop and listen. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel satiating? Like, you you won't feel fullness because that your fullness that you've associated before that you defined as full was really way overstuffing yourself. And, like, after that point, then, you know, through discipline mm-hmm. of stopping horking down my food halfway, yeah. <laughs> I would be done halfway by the time I would realize that I'm supposed to stop and, like, take breaks yep. and check in on myself because yep. I was just determined to, like, combat this, like, eating mm-hmm. disorder that I had bodybuilding created. Yep. And I'd plow through half of it and be like, fuck, I gotta wait. I'd be like, okay. I'm like, all right, sit down. Like, 
look look around for a little bit and be like, you know what? I'm actually full. Mm-hmm. And I would box up the rest and I would eat later, uh, eat the rest of the meal later yep. on that night. Yep. Um, because they were really adamant of like not withholding anything from yourself because right. that creates a really like restrictive association. Yeah. yeah. And so through that like listening, I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. But I find that I do the same thing with my intuition. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, if there's a big decision looming over me, I really have to get quiet and like listen for it. You have is, to give it space. Am I am I being pulled in any like way, shape, or form? Does anything sound particularly good? Mm-hmm. Like, am I craving anything? Mm-hmm. Whether it's with food, am I craving a certain nutrient, or am I craving a specific? item that I want to bring into my life yeah am I craving a specific like trip that I should take is mm-hmm. there something is there a message that I'm supposed to be hearing mm-hmm. I'll like pause every once in a while in life I'll be like what you got for me mm-hmm. like what's going on what am I oddly compelled for and I don't question if I yeah. feel oddly compelled for something I don't question it even a little bit I anymore. know I think that's the challenge for a lot of people who aren't really in touch with their intuition and that's okay like our society does not program us to even no. acknowledge that intuition is a thing But I think that's a lot of people's problem is trusting it blindly Mm -hmm. and really listening to it. And that's the thing, too. Like you said, it's like you can't get what you don't ask for. Yeah. And so if you haven't asked, you know, internally, what do I feel about this thing or what do I actually want? Mm -hmm. You're not going to get that answer. No. And and even if you do, you're not going to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you know, of course you're not in alignment. Of course you're not feeling called to any one thing. Of course you're not, um, you know feeling happy or excited about things in your life it's because you aren't listening to your intuition and and above that you're not even asking it what it wants like it's not gonna come and like hit you on the head and if it does it's usually and like i'll be interested i'll be interested to hear your opinion on this like usually if the universe is like really trying to tell you something Mm -hmm. it's usually a a catastrophe like oh yeah it, it's usually always backfires it's in your crisis face mode <laughs> and, and you never feel like you're never welcome it no. it's usually it's a lost job yep that like really you were like going down the wrong path and the universe was like we gotta shut this shit down she's on the wrong path yep. we gotta she really wants mayday this. mayday <laughs> she's like she is like headstrong through door three but she don't want what's behind door three exactly. but she is headstrong for it so like we gotta throw some shit in her way yeah and so it's like anytime something weird happens that gets in my way or if something's feeling really hard mm-hmm. i drop it like yeah. instantly i'm like oh not meant to be well yep. let's just set that down for a little bit yep I'm like something's coming in my way we'll table it and mm-hmm. i'll come back to it and see if there's if i can find ease with it next yep. time but if this is being hard it's probably not right Yep. If you have to force anything in your life, it's probably not right. But one interesting thing that I, I've heard recently is, I forget who said it, but it was uh, that your subconscious is your body. That the body is the subconscious mind. So when people have chronic health problems, mm-hmm. when people have tension, when people are having random health things, and this is 100% true if I look back in my life, whenever I had health problems or had random things just coming up with my body, it was because I was not living in alignment with some area of my life. Mm-hmm. Something was going off the rails and I wasn't paying attention to it because I hadn't had that practice of being honest mm-hmm. and being disciplined enough to truly be honest with myself and look at myself and my actions and what I was doing. You know, am I actually working toward that goal or am I kind of just, you know, messing around and not actually trying to make it happen? You know, because it's, you know, not helpful to sit there and wish and want if you're not actually doing anything about it. And that's when you start to manifest physical symptoms Mm -hmm. of, you know, not being in alignment with who you say you are to yourself. So that's how I think the body kind of can be a good indicator. If you're not feeling super in touch with your intuition, it can really show where you need to focus in life. It'll manifest itself. Like it's going to rear its ugly head regardless of like what things you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And it's just so interesting to see that. One thing I notice a lot with people, I think truly inhibits the a level that you're allowed to be connected with mm-hmm. is your nutrition. Oh, like yeah. it starts in your body. Like I go back and forth. I think sometimes you're mentally you can create stress in the body. Yep. Like, you know, when you get stressed out, your my traps get really, really tight. Me too. And sometimes even when that stress is now gone, like mm-hmm. that stressful situation in life is gone, my traps are still gonna be super, super tight, because which is gonna to cause release. me stress. Yeah. Because I haven't released that part as well. Yeah. Like the mental part is gone, but now the physical repercussion is making me stressed. Yeah. Well, you doing RPR on me taught me that so much. And I did a lot of ac- acupuncture mm-hmm. too, which really helps because you don't realize how certain things are connected. But the body is one. 
you know, the body is one fluid machine. Mm -hmm. And so just because you're, you know, feeling symptoms in your shoulders, it might not be actually in your shoulders. I feel like it almost never is. Exactly. (laughs) So you taught me that with RPR and I've been able to start doing it on myself Mm -hmm. slightly, but it's it's not anywhere near as effective. You can't inflict pain on yourself (laughs) with those levels. (laughs) But you can start to see like where certain, like I know my jaw gets really tight. And even right now, like I have, I've had a buzzing in my ear all day, like feedback in my ear Mm -hmm. because my jaw has been tight because that's what happens when I work is I tend to tight, tighten up my jaw and let all of my stress sit in my jaw. Um, so, you know, the body really does send us signs like that to release and to let go. But also the first time you ever did RPR on me, I, I had a really bad, uh, gut infection in college. Mm -hmm. And when you were releasing things in my abs, I literally had flashes of emotions, Mm -hmm. like emotions that had been buried because my gut had gone through so much pain that I like flashed back. It was held there. Yeah. I flashed back literally like I was in that moment again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, my body stored that pain, that physical emotion in that area in that area and it, it, i literally cried like it was mm-hmm. so painful but to release it it's like i've never had that problem again yep now you it's know? gone it's gone it's like you know that's the thing too is like you have to go through the pain to get through it and so many people we're just so coddled in our society like i hate to say it but which is weird because i actually think that people like to suffer yeah. if you ever listen to people they just bitch and complain about True. everything because they like that suffering they yeah. like feeling like a victim they don't like taking ownership for anything yeah but they're suffering in all of the wrong places. Yeah. They're suffering in the way that they're looking at their life. Like, yeah. they're looking at their life as, like, everything's fucking happening to them. Yeah. Nothing's happening for them. No. People that are piss poor at you, nothing happens for them. Exactly. Everything in my life happens for me. Right. I'm like, this it's is It's like amazing. suffering in the wrong way, like you said. It's almost suffering as a drug rather than, like, suffering through the pain, like, holding the pain. Like, yoga taught me that, too. So all of it's connected to body. Mm-hmm. Like, mind, body, and soul are so connected. And I would argue they are one in the same way that your body is Mm -hmm. one but so when I was starting to do yoga especially right after I had that gut problem Mm -hmm. um I noticed that holding certain poses it taught me how to sit with pain and to not be like attached to it yeah it's like we in in our society we're so we we treat the symptoms and so it's so we're so pain averse Mm -hmm. anytime there's pain it's like I gotta fix this where's the band-aid I I need an ibuprofen I -hmm. need a prescription I need something to stop this pain where that's actually telling you what's wrong Mm -hmm. and if you're shutting off those signals you're not going to get the message before it's too late and I think that's why so many of us go into that crisis mode or when we manifest bad things in our lives Mm -hmm. or hard situations in our lives it's because we've ignored so many of those symptoms prior that it's just like there's there's nowhere else to go we're going into the dirt now like it's not going to happen you can't pull out now it's too late so it's like okay you then you gotta like set some shit down sit with yourself yeah be honest with yourself i don't what do you think is the hardest part about being honest with yourself or what was the easiest way for you to be honest with yourself um i think oh that's a tough one i don't even know it's it's just kind of a practice over time that i've developed of like calling myself on my own shit Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the weightlifting, a lot of that listening to joe rogan and people who have that discipline Mm -hmm. It helps. Like, yes, a lot of them are very polarizing and they go yeah. extremely in that direction. But I think it's finding that line for yourself of like, okay, could I be doing better? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, am I doing my best? And if, if the answer is no, then it's time to sit and evaluate and ask good questions of your subconscious, of your intuition. I read a book, like The Four Secrets to Wisdom or wisdom or something like that. And one of the four pillars of like living... Oh, uh, The Four Agreements? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. I love that book. Um, one of them was just do your best. Yep. Whatever it is. Even if you're hungover, mm-hmm. just do your best hungover version you of yourself. You know what your best is. No one else in the world can come into your life, into your brain, and tell you how hard something actually is. Like, if you're depressed or if you've had anxiety or if you're not feeling your best, then it, you know how hard it is for you to even get up and go make food today. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Honor that. Be mm-hmm. honest with yourself about the good things, too. That was your best. Yeah. Like, I think we, like you said, we're all so, like, negative-driven mm-hmm. that we we also, I've started to try and do this practice of consciously receiving love mm-hmm. because we don't do that. Like, I get so many positive comments on my YouTube channel, and it's so easy to just blaze right past them and Skip. reply and just be like, thanks, 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 thanks. And then the one bad comment that I've had in months Eat derails you alive. your whole day, and it's like, 
Makes Why? you not want to even do any more. But it's because you didn't consciously receive that love. Mm-hmm. You didn't consciously say, oh, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. truly bringing that in. And I think the same goes with your own relationship with yourself. If you haven't consciously patted yourself on the back for all the things that you did do, then of course you're going to feel like shit for the one thing you didn't do. And so it's just fine. It's, it's literally building a relationship with yourself in the same way you would with a partner. And I think redirecting your attention, too, yeah. is huge. Like, sometimes... You're going to find whatever it is that you're looking for. So, yeah. like, you know what? There's always going to be bad shit. Just just nudge over. Yeah. Look at the good shit for a little bit. Exactly. See if that helps make you feel better. Well, like, Almost staring at does. the bad shit's never going to make you feel better. No. It's important to look at. It's yeah. It's important to honor it. It's important to sit with the pain. Mm-hmm. But once you've seen it, once you've felt it, once it's moved through you move on mm-hmm. it's not you know hang up the phone you don't need that message again yeah so it's like, like yep loud and clear on. don't beat yourself up for it i think we do we all do that a lot and it's just like let it go man no one else is judging you for that no it's so, like stop being so hard yes yeah. and i hate things that are super cliche like self-love yeah and i don't even like using those phrases like i wish there was a different phrase for it just right. because i have a bad connotation with right. it like yeah. i I think I've I've seen excessively overweight people like you overuse the concept the self, of yeah. self-love yeah. and I like so inherently don't understand that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that specific regard yep. that it like really turned me off to the whole concept of self-love. Right. I think like self-allowance yes. like resonates with me more like I just insert different word because yep. I can't wrap my head around Self-care, it. Self-care like yeah. Yeah like just like give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Like let it move forward. Let time right. move on. Don't be mean to yourself about things but you just self-love also comes down to being tough love and this is one thing I've been talking about with my boyfriend lately is that like once you've reached this phase of like you know your 20s mm-hmm. that's when you have to start parenting yourself mm-hmm. and I hear so many people just blame their parents up and down every single thing is their parents fault oh well I have this because my parent did that to me or I have this because I had a shitty childhood and it's like I get that, and I'm not disregarding that. Some people have had awful childhoods. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you have to take ownership ownership and take responsibility for that. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And it is your responsibility to be your own parent. And part of that is being the tough love for yourself. Mm -hmm. It is being like, you could be doing better than this. Mm -hmm. You didn't do your best today. You know you didn't. And that's it's not about chastising you. It's, it's just about being brutally honest and then pushing through and doing better the next day. Just, right. And letting you do better. Right. Yeah. The day starts over again. Exactly. Like I was never one to like, oh, I have this future ideal that I like, I need to be there. I need to be there. I yeah. need to be there. I didn't have enough self worth to even know that there was something like higher pulling me. Right. I was like, you know what? What I can control is today, and if I can be better today at something, mm-hmm. it can be anything, mm-hmm. than I was yesterday, I feel like I'm moving in the right direction, right. and it's going to be easier, and so I just focused on literally being better at anything. It's the 1% rule that, that I started to use yep. in my own life. It's like 1% better every single day, and so I don't, I, I used to work out a lot. I used to go to the gym and, and lift weights. I don't have a gym membership right now, so I'm not doing that as much, but I, I noticed myself slipping a little bit mm-hmm. in the physical category and I'm like, you know, I can get perfectly fit with body weight exercises at home. Mm-hmm. We have a pull-up bar. I have a bar that is, you know, pretty lightweight, but it still works. It's not like you're trying to be the next IFBB pro. Exactly. Like- and I remembered that when we were working together, mm-hmm. I was doing this thing called, I call it the PPP challenge, where it's like max push-ups, max pull-ups, and max plank every mm-hmm. single day. It's It literally takes five minutes. It's a five-minute exercise. But I was, my arms looked the best back then when I was doing that. You know, mm-hmm. just because it's so simple. They're simple compound movements. And it's so easy to see that improvement, you know, every single day. I can do almost three pull-ups. Mm-hmm. And I just started, like, a week ago. And I could do one pull-up. So it's like, for, you know, for a woman, that's I a big deal. I competed three times before I was able to do one pull-up. Exactly. Like, it's like, that's it's a, a big, big deal. deal. <laughs> and, so, and I can do more push-ups in, you know, this short amount of time. And just seeing those numbers go up every single day, it's like 1% better. Yeah. And just pushing myself, even though, like, last night I didn't, uh, I hadn't done it yet. And I'm like, okay, I have to do it again. I have to do the the challenge before I go to sleep. I need to mark that on that. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done it today, so I'll go home and I'll Mm -hmm. do it. And it's like, you know, it's just pushing yourself. Because what's your excuse? It's literally five minutes. 
It's literally five minutes of your life. And there's just no excuse to not try to at least try improve for this one day. Right. Do something. Just something. 1% better. Every single day. Even if it's like you literally run for 30 seconds more than you ran yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's progress. Even if you didn't run yesterday. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, 30 seconds. Tony Robbins had a quote about, like, happiness is progression. Yeah. It's... You won't feel happy unless you feel like you're progressing in some area of your life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be all of the areas. Mm-hmm. It just has to be any area. Anything. And if you're not growing, if you're not learning, if you're not getting stronger, you're doing the opposite. Right. So, and if your attention is not focused on fitness, then, like, let that ball just sit in the corner. Like, yeah. just don't pick it up right now. Like, I'm letting my fitness ball sit down Mm -hmm. i'm focusing more on you know how can i encourage my clients to have a better relationship with their food and their exercise and their body Mm -hmm. you know i've gone through that journey and i can help share my tips with them and i'm excited about that Mm -hmm. and i'm getting excited about doing hair and makeup Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm allowing myself to get excited about things that feel easy question do you feel on this path of ease and intuition Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're like other people know about this this is like real easy like i feel like i'm like is this a loophole am i doing i'm doing this right but like am i cheating i do feel like that is this too easy i do because but honestly it's such a recent thing for me that it has shifted like i've made things easy but i think the the one thing i've been talking about this on my channel a lot lately um which is understanding how you view yourself is the most like powerful tool in your toolkit Mm -hmm. is your self image. And so I heard this story. Um, I, one of the YouTubers I follow talked about how he had a professor who, um, told this story about how he could always struggle, uh, to lose weight. And even if he lost the weight, he'd gain it back. And he said some really like negative things about himself and his weight. And this guy like raised his hand and he's like, yeah, maybe if you stopped viewing yourself as a fat person, you'd actually lose the weight. And he met up with this professor again, like, a year later, and he had lost all the weight. And he's like, you know, you said that, and it changed my life. Because I realized I was treating myself like a fat person. Mm -hmm. And that can go for any area of your life. So I realized that I was treating myself like someone who has a really difficult time being productive, or someone who is lazy, or someone who avoids doing hard work. And then I had to, like, look back at my whole life and be like, actually, I'm a a boss-ass bitch. I've gotten a lot done in my life. I'm not a lazy person. But why am I viewing myself like that? And just that one simple mental shift... It just made everything easier. It's like I now view myself as someone who likes to work on my mm-hmm. business, who likes to get things done, who likes to improve, who likes to work out, who likes to eat healthy. And that can just change your whole worldview. It's that self-talk. Yeah. And I notice it a lot, too. Um, if I pick up on the way that I'm talking about my life to my clients, yep. if I'm talking about a problem mm-hmm. and something that's frustrating, that problem doesn't go away. No. If I all of a sudden, because these clients, they don't, they don't talk to each other, so I can tell a different story to another, the next client an hour later, and I can literally change my narrative, Yep. and all of a sudden, <laughs> that awesome. problem goes away. It's awesome. And so I just have to, like, catch myself, and, like, you know, people complain, and they like to complain, and, like, people bond over complaining, Yep. and so I find myself complaining, and to me, they're never, like, very intense complaints, but they're complaints nonetheless. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just bitching. You'll find things to complain about. Yeah, like, yeah. I literally got to a point where I was complaining about um, how, I call them bubblers because I'm from Wisconsin, but drinking fountains, <laughs> how when I'm really thirsty, like, when I'm dehydrated, I cannot get hydrated from a drinking fountain because the water is simply too cold. Yeah. I prefer tap water in in a gallon jug form so I can (laughs) chug it. And I was like, my client also agreed with me super heavily. And I was like, you know what, Sue? Life is beautiful. (laughs) You know how I know that? Because this is my biggest problem today. (laughs) The fact that my drinking fountain isn't adequate enough for my drinking preferences. It's a good way to look at it. It's a good way to spin it. I was like, yeah, my clean drinking isn't... Mm -hmm isn't good enough i was like and i really literally got to the point like i dissected this like my problems with drinking fountains i was like why does it have to go sideways like i can't even drink it all in the same time like i lose half the water it's just wasteful yeah and i was literally like my life is fabulous because Mm -hmm. this is the thing that's drawing my attention yep like i realized that i can't live in my peaceful cloud all of the time where i don't have a negative thought that crosses my mind i've tried to hold myself to that standard (laughs) and i like just end up 
being upset about it. Of course. I'm upset that I'm upset. Yep. So I'm like, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to be like really, anytime I notice that I'm like being upset about a really small problem, I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, doing it right. Cause that's my biggest problem. Like not a real problem. Oh, that's such a good reframe. I love that. It's that's like just, awesome. That's not a problem. Exactly. But, like, that's my problem. Yeah. Like, yes! I know, like, it's, it's not a real problem. It's so simple. And honestly, those simple mental tricks, I, I know people, like, bitch and moan online about that, about mm-hmm. it. It's so oversimplified, and I have all these problems, and, and they're literally perpetuating it uh, in that moment. But it's like, yeah, I mean, of course, not everything in life is going to be easy, but sometimes those simple little mental tricks, they kick you out of the spiral. Mm-hmm. because really what you're trying to do when you're trying to improve any area of your life you're trying to change the way you view the world change your perspective you're trying to rewire your computer code in your brain but that that code has been run over so many times and you probably don't even know how many times that that has been beat into your brain that that's your story that's who you are that's how you view your world you're literally trying to reprogram it so for one have some patience with yourself And for two, just know that you have to stop the train and switch the tracks every time. Mm -hmm. For a long time. For a while, for that to be effective. And so it's like, it's not going to be easy immediately. I'm not here to tell you that changing your life is an overnight process, but it can be way easier than you think. Just by catching those negative thoughts and be like, whoop, reroute. Yeah. Yep. Switch that one out for a different one. Not judging them. Nope. That's the key. Understanding that you will lie to yourself. Yes. You will. You will retell a lie mm-hmm. that you once believed that to be true about yourself or mm-hmm. that someone told you that was true about yourself yep. and you just oh took it and ran with it. Yep. And until you understand that you don't have to continue to, like, that's not true mm-hmm. and everything that you've ever thought before might not be true in the future, then you can start to relook through everything you and like allow it, it to come and in. you'll go through that part where yeah. like you're like i know nothing yep the nothing that i've ever said oh, is i literally true. have that tattooed on my <laughs> arm i all i know is i know nothing at all and uh really it's true it's a good reminder i think tattoos are really good reminders in that regard mm-hmm. but yeah i tattooed that on my arm in a really tough part of my life and oh mine says happiness is a state of mind i love that you get to choose <laughs> it's almost the same font too really this yeah. is my mom's handwriting oh wow yeah i had my mom i said hey can you write this quote down and take a picture of it and send yeah. it to me and then i brought it we all got like tattoos in the same day my That's roommates awesome. and i showed her like two weeks later i was like hey mom is this look familiar <laughs> she's like oh my god i didn't know you got it on a tattoo i was like i think this is something like she would like approve yeah. of happiness is a state of mind it's true you know it's, it's not a destination and I think we all tend to fall into that trap because that's marketing and that's how we've been trained in our Mm -hmm. society is to think I'll be happy when Mm -hmm. and that's I talk about manifestation on my YouTube channel all the time and so it's like I talk about how you won't get your manifestation if you're sitting there focusing on I'll be so happy when oh it's like you have to feel what it is now Nothing will rob your happiness farther than looking for the future. Exactly. And then it's like, even when you get there, okay, well, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And it's like, you have that feeling inside of you already. You've already felt happiness. Mm -hmm. You've already felt bliss. You've already felt, you know, the euphoria of finally getting something or finally figuring something out or finally like getting to that destination. You have that feeling capability inside Mm -hmm. of you all the time but we withhold it from ourselves we withhold the love from ourselves we withhold the happiness from ourselves because we feel like we haven't earned it Mm -hmm. and i think that's such bullshit and that's part of intuitive living is understanding like oh i can have this now and i can hear this now and i can be who i want to be and what i want to be like right now even though you're on the journey to something greater you can be happy right now yeah I had this like pep talk to one of my clients this morning who mm-hmm. she's getting married in seven weeks. Wow. And so we're like crash diet. I'm like, get ready to grind girl. I'm yep. like, you ready to put your nose down to the grindstone and like mm-hmm. do this thing. And she's like, oh, she's just, I'm like, have you looked in the mirror and like, have you seen any changes yet? We've lost a couple pounds. I've seen changes, but mm-hmm. it's a trained eye looking for that base underneath. Yep. And She's like, I I haven't noticed anything in the part that she wants to change the most, mm-hmm. um, but I've noticed something here. And I'm like, good. Focus Look at that. that. Yeah. Look at that. Don't even worry about that other part. Mm-hmm. Look at that part. Mm-hmm. Be goddamn proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're doing this for your wedding. 
There's yes. no chance in hell you're not going to be happy on your wedding. You're going to look damn gorgeous. Regardless of if your arms look the way you want your arms to look or not exactly. on your wedding, you're going to be happy. So, like, let's be happy today. Mm-hmm. And you know how you do that is by achieving today. Yes. You won't win in six months if you do not win today. Yep. I was like, if you do your workout and your cardio and hit your macros today, mm-hmm. you should feel like you are going to feel on your wedding exactly. day. Exactly. And you know what? I you think should we feel start so to, proud. We start to see those changes when we talk to mm-hmm. our bodies that way i think you can change your physical appearance to a, to a degree obviously mm-hmm. with the way that you talk to yourself and i've had this journey with my skin as as you mm-hmm. know i've had a, a an acne problem for a while mm-hmm. and i've been slowly overcoming it and healing it from within but i noticed a couple weeks ago that i would even though i was like so happy and loving in all these other areas of my life i realized that when i would go into like wash my face at night it was just this very like angry energy Mm -hmm. it was like just like rubbing my skin raw almost just trying to Mm -hmm. get all off the makeup and just like get in and get out Mm -hmm. and it was just this very angry and like hateful energy and I'm like that is probably one of the only times I touch my face in the whole day and all I'm doing is putting anger into it and so instead I started talking to it with love and I'm like, thank you for protecting me. Because our bodies do so much for us. Mm-hmm. And we sit there and we trash on them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, thank you for protecting me. Thank you for healing. Thank you for protecting me from the outside world and detoxing my whole body. You know, mm-hmm. thank you. And that energy has already started to transform it over time. And just like make it healthier and happier. And make me happier about it too. And not focusing on the bumps, but actually focusing on what is clear. Right, like, oh, and identifying differently. Identifying exactly. yourself as not someone who has a severe your acne problem right who has had exactly even that small word mm-hmm. i'll catch myself in the middle of a sentence mm-hmm. be like oh my problem's my stomach area i'll literally re-go i'll go back and be like my problem was my stomach area yes exactly i used to hold fat in my stomach putting area. it in the past even though if things mm-hmm. haven't really changed yep. and i might still kind of feel like that you can't see yourself as that fat person you can't identify as that person no so you or just like that lazy person don't talk about it like that anymore exactly Either you disregard it and you talk about something else that might be better. Right. You identify differently. Yep. And you can identify however you want to identify. If you want to identify mm-hmm. as, like, a crabby person because someone told you you were crabby one time, mm-hmm. you're going to be crabby. Or, like, oh, one common one I've heard is, like, oh, I have resting bitch face. Well, like, of course you are. Who told you that? Like, <laughs> it's it's called a face. It yeah. doesn't have a connotation behind it just because somebody told you that you have a bitch face, which is such a, an awful thing yeah. to say to someone, and it's also an awful thing to say about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you don't. You have a face that's not always smiling. So like what? a human. Like a human freaking <laughs> being. Like, gosh. Except for Sean. He's always, like, there's always, like, a little smirk in his face. <laughs> something about his mouth. He looks like he's smiling. When, he's, when he sleeps, I'm telling you, he's got a smile he's on his got face. He's got a smile. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> but, yeah, it's how you identify as yourself. Well, yes. you know what? The only reason I do that is because I realized, I was, like, I noticed I always had kind of an angry look on my face when I was in high school. Mm. And I just noticed I was always furrowing my brow, and I was, like, I'm going to focus on trying to smile more often. And all of a sudden, I was happy, and people were nice to me, and they were happy towards me. And I was like, See? oh, this is awesome. So. It's a reflection. Every Everything in life is a reflection of your inner world. Everything. You know, one of my favorite things to do, because, like, sometimes I wasn't very open to, like, this hippy-dippy lifestyle, and I'm still, like, kind of skeptical. Like, I'm a very <laughs> me too, realistic, like, <laughs> person. Yeah, right? And you're just like, you know what? Sometimes you got to be like, mm, you know kind of still a person kind of still doing real life people adulting things and like have my own struggles within that of course but it's like you know what just for shits and giggles like that's my favorite way to like if i'm not really feeling like very enlightened Mm -hmm. i'll do things for shits and giggles take the pressure off yep i'll just like you know make it really low i'll be like you know what traffic light green i'll be like ha Haha, still got oh, a little yeah. bit. Like, I'll try to, like, prove little areas of, like, yeah. me being tapped into my my manifestation. And look for... I'll start small. Because yeah. that's easier for me to, yeah. like, mentally handle. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, like, be like, oh, where's my $5,000 check? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I see people so- talk about, oh, like, the 17-second method or whatever. And it's like, you can manifest anything in 17 seconds. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, that's not how it works. Sometimes um, the universe takes time. <laughs> yeah, but it's important to start with the practice. Like, the same goes with intuition. Like, my cousin um, would test fruit with her intuition. She's like, that's how I kind of strengthened it when I first started wanting to tap into it and didn't find it readily accessible. Mm-hmm. I would go to the, the grocery store and pick up fruit. 
and just see, does it feel heavy or does it feel light, like spiritually, mm-hmm. not, not physically? Yeah. <laughs> um, does it feel good or does it feel bad to me? And she would pick her fruit that way. And it's just little things like that. Little small tests like you that. You stop and you look. Mm-hmm. You like kind of test. You do like a, yeah. like a litmus test. You yep. kind of just like, huh. Okay. Yeah. And it, it strengthens it over time because it, especially if it's been repressed for a long time, it gives it the permission to mm-hmm. come back. It gives it the permission like, I'm going to listen to you now. So please come back. Mm-hmm. You, you know? called for it. Yep. But then you have to use the discipline to listen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, and, and be ready for the delay because it might not come yep. back right away because especially if you've been mean to it and, you know, talk down to it, it's it's not going to be ready to help you right out of the gate. But, yeah. You know, it's still there. So I love manifesting like some very oddly specific things yeah. that like... <laughs> Like, which is weird because I've been, like, very vocal about this specific manifestation, which has come close, but never, f- like... Fully come in. Come in, and yeah. I'm just ready to, like, let that ship sail. Uh-huh. Look, I'm looking for a yellow bike with a basket on it so mm. I can bring little Osball in it. Cute. And at this point, I'm just starting to believe that if I did get this bike... Because I, literally, the next day after I made a podcast about, like, my vocalization about manifesting this specific yellow bike... Yep. There was a yellow bike with a basket on Facebook Marketplace that was posted two hours previously, and I messaged that lady. I sent her the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I went... Maybe she got a little scared, because <laughs> I sent her the podcast where I talked about this bike. Yep. And I was like, ma'am, this is the bike I need to have, kind of thing. <laughs> and she, like, never responded. She, like, opened it and, like, didn't respond. Like, something oh. weird happened where, like, I didn't get all the way across, and, like, yep. all the other bikes, they, none of them fit right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, they just... I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I got the bike... I get into a crazy... We get hit by a bus or something yeah, crazy Yeah, yeah. You don't know. I'm like, you know what? We're, we're gonna let that ship sail. That's if it comes it, back in later, that's great, but I'm gonna release it for yeah, now. Yeah. It always has to come with the caveat of, like, if it's for the highest good. Yeah. Because you don't know. You don't know. And something out there knows better than you do, so mm-hmm. trust it. But, yeah, it's... I mean, it's kind of fun to try and test little manifestations. Right now, I'm in the process of trying to manifest, like, a camera upgrade. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, like, a new lens or a different camera altogether, but just a, a camera upgrade for my gear. But um, I'm not super attached to it, and I haven't, like, written anything down about it. Yeah, you just, we'll like, see. see what happens. Yeah. Like, someone might just come out of the blue. Exactly. And I was just listening to a podcast this morning about how manifesting... Um, they ask questions about, do you manifest like a specific model of a home or do yeah. you manifest how you want to feel in that home? Yep. And the one lady, she was like, I am very much like, whatever is right, it will come to me. Yep. I don't know exactly what that is. Yep. I'm going to let something else decide, but I'm going to manifest how I wish to feel when I have yeah. that thing. Yes. And all of my like manifestations on my vision, vision boards, not all, but most of them are very much like specific Mm -hmm. a brand name i have a tesla like i know the one yep and but really it's how i want to feel when i drive that or when i am in that picture like my hammock it's a very specific hammock (laughs) in my vision board and i want to read books my hammock and i got a hammock chair which is not like the one that i have on my vision board Mm -hmm. but it's 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 the exact same feeling it's in trees in nature and i was like oh done boom yeah. i love when things i don't expect them yeah if they're it, on like my vision board it it. yeah yeah that's the best feeling like i um you know those omaze contests where they like give away things and you like donate to a charity oh, okay yep um there's one so i've been obsessed with tiny houses for like seven years mm-hmm. and i just i love them i love learning about them i have notebooks full of schematics for tiny house mm-hmm. plans and they are giving away a tiny house in October for from one of my favorite tiny house builders. Okay. For like a, it's like a hundred and thirty thousand dollar value. So you get to customize it. Yeah. And build your dream tiny house. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do a good thing. I'm gonna donate to this charity. I'm gonna put it out there. Maybe it's meant to be. It's meant to if be. If it's meant to be my tiny house, if it's meant to be our tiny house, it will be. And will you if, send me that if link? Not, yeah. I also share a. Uh... Yeah love for tiny homes yes and would also love to put that out there <laughs> yes. and see what comes back even if it's nothing even i would love to donate to yes something. you already designed your own and wrote it all yeah see, we, we have done thing. plans we've done like, me too visual, my vision my just, pinterest so board cute. is covered but yeah so i like put it out there to the universe i'm like you know if it's ours it'll it'll be ours and that's you know just kind of i kind of try to let it go yep yeah and i scripted about it i was i just kind of like zero worked. attachment yeah zero attachment just kind of i'm like you know the contest ends in October. I'll, like, keep an eye on it. And if not, I gave $25 to a good charity. So yep. it's, like, you know, win-win. 
Cool. And, yep. And either way, it's like, who's to say I couldn't manifest another tiny house? In a different way. In a different way. Or maybe I'm not even supposed to have a tiny house. Maybe I'm supposed to have a different house. Yeah. You, know, you never know. A mansion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. I you always know, hope for never the better. <laughs> we both work from home, so a tiny house is kind of a challenge, but mm-hmm. it's it's feasible. But yeah, it's you never know how the universe wants things to shake out for you. And sometimes, like, with my dog, like, that was never in my books. No. Like, that was not in my plan. Right. But, like... That's 10 out of 10, no regrets. The way it happens sometimes. That's the way it be. <laughs> and it was easy. And so if I can let more ease happen mm-hmm. or look for more ease, I'm like, oh, that was easy. Let's do more of those things. Follow the easy things. Follow your excitement. You know, when I, I did a month-long solo train trip around the U.S. after I graduated college, and it was right at the end of college that I was starting to plan it. And it felt like such a crazy idea because it's like, okay, I'm not going to go get a job like everybody else. I'm going to save up for this trip and just be gone for an entire month and go find myself on a train. Right. And it, yeah, I like, I recognized that it sounded like a crazy idea, but I, I got so excited about it. I was like making spreadsheets. I was researching. I'm like, which cities do I want to go to? I was looking at Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. Like it all just fell together and I ended up manifesting all the money I needed for the trip. Um, through my grad party, through selling a bunch of like textbooks and things Mm -hmm. like that, I pretty much didn't pay a dime for that trip. And it changed my life. And it was only because I leaned into that excitement, Mm -hmm. leaned into, you know, I might not be able to come back to my internship when I come back, but so what? I'm going to go anyway and see what happens. It's just, that's been that year of passion projects for me, which is turning into, it's been more than a year now, but it's that same concept of just Mm -hmm. like, find something that excites you and do more of that. Put more of your energy towards something that's easy and exciting. Yeah. And even something like, for me, I will keep doing something even if it hasn't shown me a Mm -hmm. result. Yeah. Like, I loved doing hair and makeup for such a long time before I earned a dime. Oh, yeah. I had invested hundreds of dollars out of my own just pleasure. I just enjoyed it. It was my pastime during cardio. And lo and behold, years later, it's pulled in thousands of dollars for me just by something that I still, I'm like, oh my God, people pay me for this? It's momentum. You put the momentum out there. My entire career, I still am like, oh my God, people pay me for this? (laughs) So the more that I can say, oh my God, people pay me for this? Yeah. Like that means I'm doing something right. Because that means it was easy and I enjoyed it. And it felt more compensated than what, like, you never want to feel like, oh, I earned that money. Like, oh, probably means it was pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I deserved that money. Yeah. Like, like obviously yeah. you do deserve money for doing things, but it's, it shouldn't come with that, like, neediness. And that, that, like, greed. distaste and, like, just come from a low love. vibe. You know, like, I put out 75, 70-some YouTube videos before I ever... Made a dime. Made a dime <laughs> off of it. And I still... It's not like I'm making bank off the ad revenue. No. You know, but it's cool. It's cool, though. Anytime you see another dollar, you're like, Ooh, yeah, oh, my God. Like, Ooh, I made 100 bucks, like, this month. Woohoo! Like, you're like, sweet. <laughs> paid for my business expenses. Like, you know? Right. But it evens out. And that's... It's still... It's just... I love doing it. I feel more in flow when I talk to a camera, which is kind of weird. And it's, like, a weird job. But... It works. Yeah, so I think we should conclude it there with do more things that are of ease. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be on this hippy-dippy cloud. Just, like, (laughs) do more things that are easy. Follow your heart. Just do something that makes you happy. Life doesn't have to be hard. Like, just do something that you get to choose happiness. Yes. So go that way. Pick that route. Because there's always going to be two. to your own voice. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.